Hi, and welcome to Gamers Explain, a site dedicated to tabletop role-playing games, particularly on play-by-post and using gamersplane.com. In this segment, Player vs. Player, we will interview a number of users from Gamersplane in order to find out more about how they use the service and how I use the service and how you use the service. And hopefully we'll all learn from each other and improve our own games and maybe have some fun along the way. In today's segment of Player versus Player, I will interview a user named Len and we will discuss whatever we want. I'm Crawluck and this is Gamers Explain. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so hi, welcome to Gamers Explain. Um, my, uh, I love wordplay, so explain. We're X outside of the gamer's plane, and we're going to explain what it is we do, right? Wow. So I'm Crawlock. I have with me Len, and um, I wasn't going to use your name, but it appears on the screen. <laughs> All good. <laughs> and uh, you can see my name is doubled because I wanted a first and last name. <laughs> anyway, um, so... The idea with Gamers Explain, and particularly this one, player versus player, is really just to put faces to names and uh, um, hash out uh, um, best practices and great experiences and let's try and find a way to, uh, to make this whole thing a little more personal. Because maybe, maybe it's just me, but I spend a lot of time on Gamers Play, day after day, week after week, and uh, I've met a lot of people through the games and I'd like to find out more about all of you. You and I have played together a fair bit. And, uh, I have no idea what you'd look like. <laughs> Not that it matters, but. It's, it's make that personal connection, right? That's part of why I think this is a cool project. Yeah. Uh, just to make it a little more, um, yeah, a little more, I don't know, intimate's not the right word, but more real, I guess, is maybe a, uh, a good way to put it. Yeah, there's a there's been a problem going on on gamers playing and probably all aspects of the internet about people just disappearing, you know, ghosting. Mm. And um, maybe one of the reasons that happens is that it's just like anonymous users on Reddit or something. Like, who cares? But yeah, I have I have theories about that, but uh, I don't know if we want to get into it right now. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my mission statements is to keep this positive and community building. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have positive thoughts about it actually. Yeah, but we'll we'll get into it. That was going to be my like one thing every GP user should know <laughs> how to like leave a game if you need to leave a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, as being the you know having the honor of being your first guest on on the show, I thought that might be a good place to uh, to go at some point. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, uh, just, yeah, uh, I think we... just uh, no, just hanging up on my phone here. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yeah, so um, 
Why don't we uh, start by telling me a little bit about how you found Gamers Plane and sure. maybe what, so, if you recall what your first uh, um, first impression was. Yeah, so uh, it was, I guess, um, 2015 is when I joined the site. Um, I, my, I just had twin boys. Um, I was in a couple years into that, so my time was opening up a bit. Uh, and I had been running a Dungeons and Dragons slash sort of social gaming club at my school, but I had to put that aside because just, uh, just not able to commit to that anymore. And I was, uh, I was just, just, you know, how RPG fans are. There's just that hunger, that hunger. <laughs> you just want to like, water roll dice. You know, I want to, want to be like critting things or we just, just, just having a fun time. Um, just doing the things, even the things that are just like, you know, reading about uh, some lame lore about like, I don't know, drow or something. Like I just was craving that stuff so much. And uh, I was listening to a million podcasts to satiate that hunger. Uh, just every podcast that had the word role-playing game in it. I was just devouring on my 45-minute commutes uh, to work. And uh, one of them was the uh, Dungeon Master's Block. And I feel like this, this episode is mythical in the gamers playing community. I always see people... Uh, say, oh, I heard this uh, Dungeon Master's Block episode, and I'm like, you too, you, yeah, you, yeah. you. Um, so I, I tuned into that, and uh, I just kind of showed up at the site, and I just, um, I, I come from a background of, um, I didn't really play a lot of D&D when I was a kid. I played Traveler, and I played Palladium games, and that was sort of where I was coming from, but I was like, what's, you know, what's this D&D &D thing that everyone's making? Why is there a Tom Hanks movie about D&D &D and how evil it is? And I was just so curious. And like, I, I passed by so many editions of D&D. &D, so I was like, okay, this time I'm, uh, uh, you know, I really wanted to get back into D&D. &D. Um, so I joined and I wanted to like, you know, I was already playing at school, but like playing with teenagers is, is fun. It's good. But I wanted to get like a big meaty game, you know, with like all this like political intrigue and all the stuff that you hear, like, you know, um, people doing and I was like you know we're, it's just kind of fart jokes and uh, you know kids having a good time which is which is great which is great don't get me wrong I love that stuff um but uh yeah just trying to get like a you know serious game going so I joined up and um and my first game was a flop it was a disaster really uh <laughs> everyone kind of left but but the one shining beauty of it was uh the the famous Jabe's was in that game. He was, he was, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I, I assume Jabes is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all know who he is. Um, and if you're out there, buddy, we love you. We love you. Uh, but um, he was in the game and he was just like Mr. GP. Um, you know, he just knew everybody and was just playing um, so many games. And uh, he like, he was like, he liked it. He was like, oh, wow, you got something special going on here. And I was like, cool, this is great. So then I, um, yeah, I just started, I continued going with that and just kind of met more and more people. And I just got hooked very quickly after as I got hooked into the depth of role-playing. Like I really could get the kind of role-playing experiences that I always dreamed of. Or you were sort of imagine when you read the setting books of these things, you imagine, wow, it wouldn't be amazing if we do these things. I actually started seeing that kind of game, um, maybe really for the first time. I, my high school, I guess that's not true. We had some pretty awesome games in university. 
travel games for sure. But like in terms of like a fantasy story, like some of those those things were new, uh, and I got to try them on GP for the first time. Yeah, great. Yeah, I think one of my first experiences was with James as well, and um, I play a lot, like in real life, just a lot, and. Um, you know, weekly games, bi-weekly games, having multiple games going. And, um, but the hunger, when you start in real life and you're playing a game, you go out and you buy the books and you commit, okay, we're going to play this game for two years, right? That's basically what we do. So we'll start a D&D game and we'll play it for two years and then we'll end it and then we'll start a vampire game and play that or Deadlands or what have you. And there's a lot of games I want to try that aren't D and D. Yeah, you're famous for it. You're uh, on the forums. Um, everyone knows that you're you're the guy to either run that interesting game or to like if we need a player to get in there. Like you have to put a disclaimer out. Like uh, I'm running a lot of games, so if anyone else wants this spot, like please feel free to take. Uh, yeah. That's great. That's wonderful. <clears throat> And you find, obviously you find you're getting that fulfillment of, of trying all those those games out? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, um, you know, sometimes you bump up against like, wow, I look at the list of, you know, unread posts. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have time for this. But I'm just letting somebody down, I'm sure. But, you know, you make it happen, you get through it. And it's not always like that. And, you know, you have to carefully manage how much time you want to commit to any kind of hobby. So... But uh, yeah, I just, I love trying new things. GP has been amazing for it. Just trying, you know, I can't even count probably 60 or 70 games is probably not unreasonable that I never would have tried in real life. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm definitely coming from a different perspective. I've, I've tried like less than five games, like rules to be off. I guess if you count like versions of D and D, like yeah. okay, 10, 10, 10 different rule sets, because um, I'm I'm more chasing after like a particular kind of game or like the fantasy, you know, um, that I didn't get when I was a kid because I was playing the uh, sci-fi games, that kind of stuff because of the satanic panic. So for me, it's more of a almost like wish fulfillment or something about whatever I was missing out. Uh, but as I play more, you know, like D&D is great, but like, you know, it's, uh, you start getting hungry for other stuff too. So running a few other uh, games has been, has been fun as well. And just playing in games too. Yeah. So yeah. In real life, like there's something about D&D and I don't know what it is. I, I don't play a lot of it on gamers playing because I'm mostly there to try new things. But in real life, I bet you 50% of the campaigns I'm in are D&D. And there's a reason for it. If there's something it brings that other games um, just don't have. And I, I couldn't tell you what that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, because I feel like on the site, there is sort of like a, almost like a, I don't know, it's not like, they're not, it's not split in two, but there's definitely like a niche here for this, this type of system. And I don't interact with a whole bunch of users that seem like wonderful people. Because I'm not in those those rule systems, right. uh, the Discord is actually actually pretty nice. That's a place where I get to see people and, and have conversations. Otherwise, I wouldn't meet because I'm not playing Savage Worlds or I'm not playing um, 
you know, all these lovely systems that, <laughs> yeah. that, that seem pretty popular uh, on the site. So uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I, uh, <clears throat> um, what is, I'm gonna skip over one of the questions that I kind of sent you about a funny anecdote because I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying so hard. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to think of a funny anecdote. I I I've, I, can't, I can't even remember what I came up with now. But uh, yes, let's skip over funny anecdotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, so I think we've already touched on this. And one of the interesting things about why people join GP is a lot of people like they really want to play a Star Wars game, or they really want the big epic. D&D game, which I think sounds like what you're looking for too. And, and certainly when I was thinking about this earlier, the big giant campaign in D&D is just one of the best role-playing experiences that I can remember. And um, so if you were to set up a, a dream game, would it be, first of all, would you run it or play it? <laughs> Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, I kind of have a, it's almost like two, two different parts of my brain. I, I love being a player and playing that character. And, uh, I almost feel it's in, in, um, in play by post, it's almost as much as just as important as the, as the GM to have those players that are really participating strongly and, uh, helping move the story forward. So there's in some ways I'm like, yeah, I'd love to be a player and be one of those like pillars that keeps that game rolling forward. Um, but I guess if I have to be honest, like in my heart, like I love the the GM seat, the I love being the, the all the creativity that goes into thinking about these ideas. And as I've discovered recently, I really like making a quality like game uh in terms of like the presentation and stuff because i haven't been doing that <laughs> with my latest games i kind of purposely was like it's covid you know bleep it like i'm not going to worry about that kind of stuff and i'm like oh i, I really miss this like i want i want this so i guess i would uh, i would be the, the gm um and i and then, and then the second part of the question is what would that game be yeah i feel like i already had it <laughs> i had this amazing game the second game after that first one that flopped was uh, isle of dread i oh. played um and it was such a good game it was so good it had um natkinson was in there it had cancer man jabes uh deadpool and momo wow all like storied members of the community and i was like i was i was just like new kid on the block so to have all these like really i mean i guess i don't know how long they were around for they seemed pretty into the like part of the community anyways at the time because i'm not sure when they joined but um you know i guess it was 2016 it was 2016 not 2015 but anyway whatever uh so we had this uh, isle of dread game uh and it was in 5e and we kind of modified the rules to make it a little more sword and sorcery uh kind of excluding anything but human you just only can play human and you can only play certain classes and it was so good and I was just so excited to be playing with players that wanted to dive in so deep with their characters and it all ended in this huge spectacular mess uh, but it was their mess like they created their mess and I was like 
this is, I was so surprised and I just got all the good feels of like what, um, what I expected as a kid would be, a, you know, what would D and D game be like? And, um, uh, I, I feel like I've almost been chasing that ever since. Like, I want to want to get that back. Yeah. Uh, maybe without the self-destruction of, like, everybody going player versus player uh, at, at the end of it. <laughs> it was so authentic. It was so perfect for the story. And it was just, oh, it was just so good. I, people definitely were, at the time, there was a little bit of bad blood there. But, like, I think everyone afterwards is, like, it wasn't really bad blood. But, like, everyone's reconciled any kind of whatever it was at the time. And that was just spectacular. That was such a good game. So, like, to get back up to some kind of, like, big sandbox type of game where the players are driving the action their story is kind of front and center and I'm almost uh just responding to their actions like that would be the ideal ideal game for me yeah can I ask you the same question is that all right yeah. if I put that back on you yeah yeah no um yeah I you know one of the things that I really love about uh, role-playing is players being able to shine right just being able to do something spectacular and i think that's what draws a lot of people to superhero type games because you're just going to be awesome and dnd certainly ends up in a superhero territory towards the higher end of the power arc but uh i think if i had a really good dream game it would probably be some sort of like a wuxia type high action kung fu action movie style game where, like you said, the players are largely interacting with each other and with the plot, and the GMs is really just keeping things on the rails, <laughs> you know, adding, adding input where you can. And, you know, this is a kind of a um, <clears throat> sweet spot in a game where the players are, they know enough to drive the plot forward themselves. They've got their own agendas, they're pushing forward, and the GM is, you know, racing to keep up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, how do you find that, um, like, I know you're in a lot of games, and I, I, I'm in my maximum amount of games, uh, probably at the moment, like, beyond my maximum, to be honest. Life, life kind of, like, you're at your, your maximum, but then life sort of, like, changes what your maximum is. Uh, from time to time but uh in terms of trying to make something like that happen uh do you find having lots of fires uh, irons in the fire sort of being a, a good way to create that like just kind of rolling the dice a bunch of times or is it more do you find that's like a hindrance in some ways to to creating that dream game <clears throat> yeah i don't know it's a good question and it's one i've been thinking about I started a Savage Worlds games recently and uh, I'd really get expectations for it. And I think it's going to go in some great places, but. Is that the Blue um, Rose game? What's that? Is that the Blue Rose game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to be on that one. It's a cool setting. Yeah, Blue Rose is definitely a favorite. But, um, <clears throat> and I think I'm having a hard time motivating the players to interact with each other. And that's something I, I need to really think about and I figure out why that is the case. And maybe it's not having gone through the deep backstories, which can often be uh, a good way of fostering that sense of connection to the world. And so then when the PCs have that connection, they're able to um, 
find things that are important to them and chase them. And, but one of the problems I've found in, in a lot of GP games is that if you spend a lot of time on the backstory, you never really get to the plot. And because people go, people's lives, maybe they lose interest. People, their backstories develop at different paces. So with this one, I tried to start in media res, which is let's start with a fight. It wasn't going to be a fighting game, but let's start with a fight. Let's establish the stakes early. And maybe what I need to do now is back it off a little bit and develop some backstory for the characters. Because, you know, great set of players I really love playing with them all the time and whenever I can and uh, I think you know it just could be a great deep game with a lot of importance so yeah yeah I find that um, player chemistry is uh it's definitely a variable in that uh, some players have played a lot together and just sort of have a good rapport with each other and feel the freedom I guess to like to have a bit of friction with uh, someone else's character or um, just are like, just ready to jump in there. And I know you handcrafted that game. So you, maybe you picked people already that had that chemistry. So that sounds like that'll probably solve, and not, not, not that it's a problem to solve, but kind of push that in the direction you're talking about. I find that that's true that um, I've only, I, I find that I sort of, I, I, I find that there's, I, I want to, I want to mention Natkinson. That guy knows when to like back off in a game and like I I'm thinking of um his um what's the Hamlet what's what's Hamlet in that series of games the Temple yeah, of Elemental Temple of Elemental Evil. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, we don't quite have all the same players we we started with, but at the beginning of that game, he, I was just like marveling at like how he knew to just kind of pause and let us have our interactions. And we happen to have a good chemistry of the players that were in there. But we immediately started like uh, having uh, our characters talking about religion and our, our, our opinions on these things. And we have very, well, a lot of religious characters in the, in the story and like all these things just kind of spontaneously happened. And um, I think sometimes just like, if you have the, those right players, just giving them the space. Cause like the immediate res, like there's no space, like you were saying, right? Battle right. battle right away. Um, and we're just meeting in a tavern, which is like, you know, it's like some, in some ways very cliche, but uh, I just loved how he did it. It just all worked out well. And to this day now, I, I'm playing a cleric and I'm the one who's like pulling uh, Annex's warlock down the dark path. Like, uh, <laughs> and uh, Cancer Man's playing a, a divine sorceress. And, um, you know, like she's, uh, she's cold in some way. Like she's, she's for, I forget the, the good God in Pelor in, in Greyhawk, like, you know, like, but she's got this coldness to her and stuff. And I'm like, all these like little takes on the religion has been so interesting to, to see people kind of gel that way and, and, and debate it in the middle of a game. But it doesn't always happen for sure. I've definitely wanted that to happen in some games and it just fell flat. I don't know. I'm not too sure exactly why it falls flat, but picking the right players is a good start for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time engaging with new players as well. And uh, because you find new players, like recently there's Adam joined and he, he's a pretty um, verbose person. And uh, 
So he joined a D&D game while I was running when it was his first game. And since then, he's just launched a whole bunch. He's engaged with the community. And you never know who's how great players are going to be until you really, uh, you know, <clears throat> take them out for a test drive. <laughs> True. Yeah, and you can get some. Like, my, I started a beginner's game recently. And, uh, you know, some of them weren't new to to role-playing games or they're new to the site anyways and some of them were the first time they were played and you're right like I was blown away with uh, the quality of role-playing that those folks brought they were really um yeah w when they felt comfortable and they started interacting and I was like all of a sudden just kind of watching and the interjecting I was like these people have figured it out and I didn't teach them I don't know what happened like I don't I don't really want to take too much credit for it but yeah just it just happened and beginners or people that are new to the site uh, if you do get into those niches, and I feel like I definitely got into that niche with the, uh, you know, and not not sad about it, but you do miss out on a whole bunch of new wonderful players for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you started a thread on how to recruit for games. Oh yeah, that was mostly in response to who was that? Was it Bola Spinach? I can't remember. Someone was like, I hate it when people. Don't say the, it's my pet peeve that, uh, you know, they don't say what system it was. And then I waste my time reading it. Uh, but it got me thinking about, you know, how many games fall apart at the recruiting stage? Uh, how many games are just kind of setting themselves up for failure? Because they don't necessarily think things through. And I don't want to pretend like I'm like this expert or whatever. So I just put together what I could think of and put it towards the community to get some feedback about that. Uh, and thanks for your feedback, by the way. That was, um, you know, to have someone who's, you know, such a senior member of the community uh, to say, like, yeah, that was good. Like, that, that really... You can see my white hair. <laughs> <laughs> senior in the sense of, like, you you have more posts than, than um, the next two people combined. Or actually, that's not true. But, like, you have a... You got a... I have a problem. <laughs> you, got a lot of, you got a lot of experience in the site. Uh, but... Um, yeah, so like just like to think about best practices, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't want to comment. That's not my. That's your decision. But um, just to, to what I know about, I think um, setting the game up in the, to start off for success, I think is um, it's just one of a million variables that you could maybe solve for a little bit better. Um, myself included. Like I look back, I was trying to find examples, and I was like, yeah, none of my <laughs> recruitment posts really were worthy of being put forward as an example. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, it's just one of a whole bunch of possible things to improve on. I don't know. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's worthwhile in that you see a good recruitment post and it gets you excited, right? Mm -hmm. You look, maybe there's some images, maybe there's some details, there's some there's an idea of what the players will be doing in the game. Yeah, rather than just a start. Yeah, and. Me, so you flip, you know, you suddenly imagine yourself in the game. You're like, I need this, right? <laughs> like the hunger, right? That hunger, yeah. the gamer hunger, uh, and like it's like this juicy, delicious morsel. But yeah. it's also it's also like expectation setting too. Like here's exactly what to expect, or maybe not exactly, but here's a good idea of what to expect, so you can decide if this is going to be for you. Yeah, and there's probably a, a meta level kind of idea too that when the when the gm puts that much effort into thinking it through yeah he's put that much effort into thinking it through right like he's got an idea of what he wants to do with the game i've started games literally 
20 minutes after being given, somebody asked, like, hey, we should run a Solomon game, Solomon Kane game. And I'm like, let's go. We'll do it. <laughs> Launch the game, recruit some people. Yeah, lots of times. <laughs> but that can work too. Like, and I hope, um, I hope that recruitment advice post doesn't come across as like, here's the one true way to recruit people. Uh, certainly it's not. And sometimes those spontaneous, like, Hey, does anyone want to play this rule system or does anyone want to play like a noir game? Like, you don't even know what system it is uh, or whatever it is like that sometimes can lead to great stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think it is important. I guess actually sometimes when it's like, a Solomon Kane game sort of already has some built-in expectations around it. Yeah. Whereas like, hey, does anyone want to play D&D or like, or even like something like Traveler or something like where it's fairly um, broad and what can be done in the system or like, or, or, or GURPS would be like, you know, the, the generic yeah. systems would be even worse. Like, anyone want to play GURPS? Like, like, it would just like, there's just no, um, no expectations whatsoever. And nothing wrong with that, actually. If people were like, I've never played GURPS. I wonder what this is. Can I gather some GURPS nerds to my cause and we could figure out, like, I could see that working. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, the average game on GP, I think, uh, benefits from being clear about their intentions and, and, uh, and conveying the expectations to their players. So your, your Isle of Dread game, you said, ended in kind of an apocalyptic PvP melee. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny it was well, so funny so your uh the game had an end right and then it came to an end like, yeah well to be honest like I, I i laugh about it now at the time there was some like oh my god like oh it's like going crazy uh so in some ways it's um it's kind of after the fact funny um but it was um, it did come to an end, right? Like there was, it was, wasn't necessarily a satis perfectly satisfying ending. I know that like Nick Mackinson, like his character has appeared in other games, like, uh, cause he, we wanted to continue that story and find out where that was going. But sometimes like when it ends in its prime, it's better than like, like trailing off into nothing, you know, better to end in, you know, season five Buffy than to like go through six, seven, uh, you know, like I think, I think that could actually play to its benefit. And it was an ending for sure. Like there was, you know, it, big battle. The, the, the things that the players were bringing to the story uh, got to, yeah, ahead. And uh, I think that was, that was probably better than whatever ending happens in the Isle of Dread, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So. Now, I mean, ending a game is one of those big problems. And we yeah. want to sand, sandbox. We want to role play, and we can role play forever, right? Your, if your characters are alive, or even if you're just replaced, like you can just add characters. And there's stories out there of people who've been playing the same game for thirty years. Totally. Right? The first generation of characters are like now demigods or kings or something, and new characters, and or they're playing the great grandchildren of their original characters. That all sounds really cool. Uh, I don't know how likely that is in play-by-post to, to ever get that. And, and like, you know, we just heard about uh, um, the Secret History of Blowed ending, which was, like, I think it's the longest-running game in GP. I could be wrong. There's maybe somebody out there who's running a game longer. But, um, you know, like, that's, that's only, I don't know. I don't think it was, like, the biggest game on GP uh, history. Like, I don't think it covered, like, generations of, of characters right. and stuff. So I don't know if that's realistic. I've been lately doing more one-shot style games. 
And I'm, and I, and I honestly, I'm trying to work on ending a game. And I'm really struggling right now because like life got bad on me. Uh, but I got two of my three games I'm running. I'm, and you're going to be like, three? That's so easy. <laughs> but like um, two of my, my three games are actually coming to conclusions. Uh, not the conclusions I necessarily expected them to, which is, you know, again, that's, that's lovely. Um, but I'm trying to land the conclusion is like kind of what I'm working on right now. Kind of failing a little bit at it, to be honest, but that's okay. Like, you know, we're all just trying to figure things out. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to being able to say maybe by the end of June, like, hey, I finished a game, you know, like, or I guess it would be like, like officially finished a game. I think I've only finished one other, like officially finished a game on GP. So to say like, oh, I finished two more, I think would be really nice uh, mm -hmm. to be able to say, we'll see. How about you? Do, do you find uh, you're able to conclude games regularly? You got a lot of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some games peter out. Some games you just like, you know, throw the table over and like, I'm going home. <laughs> you're a, you're a bunch of lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> I've only felt that about like maybe my first game I played. Um, but I've definitely I've turned off games where I'm just like, I don't think we're all here anymore. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was great playing with you all. Or maybe it was my, actually like I've gone through some, uh, some mental health times where I'm just like, I don't have the capacity to deal at the moment. Sorry guys, just gotta, just gotta take it. Take it easy. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a few where we've just, you know, lost the magic, becomes a chore. Nobody's really seems like they're having fun. So you just kind of, you know, let's, let's, let's just walk away gracefully. And, yeah. um, but a lot of games, and largely that comes from not having an idea of where the game is going for me as a GM. And so I've really tried to, when I set up a new game, even just in a couple bullet points, what is the game about? Where does it start? And where is it ending? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's a, in the simplest case, you've got the orc and the pie in the room, right? There's a, there's a 10 by 10 foot room. There's a pie in the corner. There's an orc in the way. You, you're hungry. <laughs> go. Is that we, like a we, end with a dead orc or a, uh, or a dead player or a, well, not player, but a character and <laughs> player. Something. If that that's a real bad situation, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but if you if you set up your game and you've got a clear idea of where the end, you're probably not going to end there. Like play no no plan survives contact with the players, right? <laughs> Oh my god! It's my motto. Um, I don't know if you. I don't know if you watch uh, any of uh, Matt Colville's uh, YouTube series. I've seen some. Yeah, his, his most recent one, uh, as of this recording, is uh, was basically how do you get your players to to do what you want them to do? And his his argument is uh, uh, just like art, uh, put up reasons why they shouldn't do that, and that will be the one that they choose. <laughs> You know, like, well, actually, there's all these problems with that. And then they'll gravitate towards that one. And I'm like, oh, no, that's like, that's why they always do the thing I didn't want them to do, because I'm <laughs> doing the opposite. Um, so, yeah, totally uh, valid there. I think that's sometimes some games that work really well, like Isle of Dread, um, it is sort of like, you know, you're shipwrecked. So you're starting off with action. You're getting munched on by monsters. And then, and you're getting off the island. And it's just like, here's the start and here's the finish. And, and you sort of know, like, if you're successful, you got off the island. Yes. And you know where you started. And it's pretty clear. So it's just a matter of getting to that point. 
uh, or like uh, Curse of Strahd comes to mind as like people celebrate that as like the fifth edition sort of best adventure and you're in the midst of Raveloft and then you, you're gonna kill Strahd in the end and just in between like you're not too sure how that's gonna happen and um, so having that bookends maybe is a is a good place to start. It's totally not how my Traveler games went that I remember very fondly from university. Uh, there was never any goal in the end. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to get rich, trading, you know, whatever whatever stupid things were there, and then, you know, we would make all sorts of complications and interstellar wars to get in the way of our our accounting and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it's different in PvP. Like, like you say, like um, it, things will just drift off. Whereas at the table, it's like these are my buddies, you know, that are like I'm gonna see them regardless of where this game is happening. You know, we're gonna we live it. Like it was a university. You know, you're living in the same building. Like, you know, like <laughs> you have this kind of already this uh, obligation to this person um, that has consequences if you break it. But like, you know, in a play by post situation really not really the case yeah and that's maybe that's a feature not a bug <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong There's yeah part of, part of my mission is to you know try and create some of that social obligation um not not a binding one but <clears throat> the obligation comes from you know people being important to you yeah like not a like you know this kind of obligation but uh like I care about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually, I think that the ghosting you know, problem that we have in some ways comes from caring. I think that sometimes people, when they drop out, not necessarily everybody, but there's a certain group of people that drop out because they don't know how to say, I'm not enjoying this, or uh, this isn't my style of game. It wasn't what I expected. They don't want to be rude or they don't want to, or maybe they, they think it's a good game, just not for them, but they don't know how to say that. And they don't want to necessarily criticize. So the, the easiest way to resolve that problem is just to like disappear. <laughs> and, um, and I feel like that's the only wrong thing you can do in play by post is to just disappear. Like you can, um, you can say, sorry, this wasn't for me. And no one minds. It's totally fine. It's totally okay. If, uh, or, you know, if you're having a, uh, bit of a crisis or you know you just, you just don't have time work has changed for you nobody minds if you have to put your game aside um but people really it really i don't know if it hurts people or or what but it's very frustrating for people when people just disappear and um it happens so commonly and i think if if i don't know how we do that like you know this recruitment thread <laughs> that i'm putting out there needs to be like a how do you quit gracefully uh, thread maybe I don't I'm not sure how to like how to put that uh, but some sort of way to communicate to uh, the the community about how how to do this and I think the the long term users are all pretty good with this and um, you know that's that's fine yeah. but uh, some of the the new the new blood that's like if you look at how many people have left gamers plane <laughs> you know how it has like the gamers and you could turn on the the inactive users uh, checkbox and it's like so many uh, people that I'm like, didn't have to be that way, you know, it could have been simpler. It could have just been like, sorry, not for me. And yeah. I'm not sure how many people come back as uh, a different username. I'm kind of, maybe they're like, they abandon ship and then I like, come back as like somebody else. I don't know. 
that's you. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the problems with the internet in general, probably, is that we're all anonymous and we're not being held accountable. And there's there's a good reason for that to be a good thing, mm-hmm. but it has some downsides too. Yeah. So, yeah. And ultimately, it hasn't affected my enjoyment of the site. And in some ways, I, I think it's, like you say, there's, there's benefits to it. Like if someone's just feeling rough and just wants to bail and to be able to do that, like if that's good for their mental health, then that's cool. Like I don't, I don't really feel great sadness uh, if my game ends because, you know, somebody had to bail. Like it's frustrating for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, more power to them if that's like, if that was like what they had to do that's okay that's okay it's just nice if you know it just kind of feels good when the person takes a minute to say you know sorry guys here's what's up a couple of years ago we had the idea to run a mage the awakening game or mage the ascension okay so this is an old world of darkness game from the 90s and it's got a really complicated magic system but it's really lore heavy and really just just love the game right so a bunch of us got together and like we're gonna run in this mage game so where should we set it we ended up settling on Moscow during the reign of Catherine the Great. So like we went to like 1500s or something, right? And yes. so we, we put all the characters in there and I came up with this plot, involved them in it, got them in. And then it wasn't too long before, you know, some of my favorite players are PMing me like, I, I'm not feeling like I know what to do and, Moscow 500 years ago and so I just got a bail and so the idea was sound and the game collapsed but it collapsed in a good way in that we tried it we went through we we had some good role play and then eventually it just the system and the the setting wasn't fitting right so you know did those people are still invited to my next games and that's a lesson right is that yeah we need to uh, we need to work together so yeah, totally. And that just happens. That's just part of, uh, you know, running uh, games. They're just not always going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and the same with tabletop too. Like in person, I didn't, I haven't finished a lot of campaigns face to face either. Like I feel like those games also have their like their heyday and then they fizzle out because of we can't meet reasons, you know, like that, that doesn't seem like it's unique to play by post. Oh yeah, maybe just dragged out more. <laughs> yeah, I've had some spectacular explosions in real life games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give, give us a give us an example of a spectacular explosion. Sure, we had this one. My wife and I were were both gamers, and so when we're looking for games, we found this couple in a uh, uh, newsletter kind of thing. It was a, a small gaming newsletter. So we connected. We met at a bookstore and we set up a game and we started running then at a certain point um we took the summer off simply because we knew it was going to busy be a busy summer and at the end of and during the summer the game fractured so this couple we met they brought a friend that friend fractured with them and so we decided, well, we really like this guy. He was just the best role-playing player ever. And we're like, we're keeping him, right? So we set up a game with him. And then with the original couple, we just can, we can continue to play in the fall. And they found out that we played with, you know, the, the traitor, 
<laughs> the week before and they flipped out like this was just you know i maybe i should have given the heads up was like listen you know we're adults we're gonna we like both of you we're gonna play with you both of you separately yeah and but they found out you know i told them and they found out after i'd already played with the other guy and yeah it was bad it's like a it hurt. <laughs> yeah it sounds like it was an emotional time for those folks anyway. So there's probably more more than just you. There's some <laughs> other other layers there that were at play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that worked out in the end, ultimately, I guess. Yeah. Well, we kept that other guy for a long time but until he moved a far enough away that we couldn't play together in real life. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we've had a pretty good uh conversation here in 45 minutes i was thinking like 10 20 <laughs> <laughs> like i said i will talk for uh, ever about role yeah. yeah yeah probably good to 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 sign off and thanks for starting this project i just want to say you know as you know if not the most senior member in terms of like post count uh, but uh, or, or activity uh you know your leadership in the community is great and you know we appreciate it all um we uh, like speaking from like, cause I, I took on a role as a moderator cause I wanted to kind of give back uh, to the community cause I think it's so valuable, but there's so many ways to give back, whether it's like starting a game, just being a great player, um, you know, making a discussion about something or like, you know, a project like this is um, just all so many ways of giving back uh, to the community and strengthening the community. And also ultimately it kind of just reinforces our own fun too. Cause it's just yeah, like yeah. better. Great. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining me and um, I'll uh, have to figure out how to edit video because this is all new. This is, this is literally the first interview I've given in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I hear the editing is hard. That's all I, I, that's all I know. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, <laughs> glad you're taking that on. All right, well, thanks very much, Len. Okay, thanks, take care. Bye. Bye.